It's Monday the 7th of February. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. Shane Lee, I'm extra, extra happy today, mate. How are you? I am fantastic, Tim. So you should be, mate. Uh, your horse, Prince Nakoni. That's that back-to-back wins? Back-to-back wins, of course. <laughs> one, one in uh, in Wagga on uh, Australia Day, one in Goulburn yesterday. Obviously, uh, small steps, but uh, he will uh, now go on to the next class, a, a maiden, a class one. So go, Prince Nakoni. Go the yes, mighty mate. Prince Nakoni. Next time <laughs> Next time, I'll tell you it's racing and you can jump on. <laughs> well, very good, mate. But, uh, yeah, my... Uh, my weekend was spent uh, driving around from basketball matches from eight in the morning right through to about nine at night. So, um, yes, I much probably would have preferred to be uh, having a beer watching a horse run around, but it is what it is, Tim. Don't worry, I was watching it in a car at a uh, rugby academy training. So, don't worry, I can feel your pain. All right, uh, we have a great charity auction, of course, running for the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation, who raise funds for important cancer research. There are some amazing things to buy. That cricket clinic with Nathan Lyon, of course, the goat, would just be sensational for a budding spin bowler. Have a look at it all, afternoonsport.com forward slash auction. Today on the show, gold, gold, gold in China for Australia. Justin Langer hands in his resignation and Tanasi Kokonakis back in the Davis Cup fold. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care, targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Shane, look, we we are expect to win gold medals in the Summer Olympic Games, but uh, when we win one in the Winter Games, it is just such a wonderful surprise. And what a talent Jakara Anthony is, of course, winning gold in the Moguls. Outstanding. It was, mate. It was fantastic to watch. And uh, I think like most Australians, you're watching the Winter Olympics, you don't really know what the events are. Uh, in great detail, but uh, you know what gold medal means, mate, and uh, fantastic from her to uh, to take gold there, and um, I'm sure her family's very, very proud of her. Oh, yeah, and some great work in the men's moguls as well, and we also saw a bronze. Uh, Tess Cody, one of my brothers, sent me a note. He goes, have a look at this and tell your Austrian friends it'll be one of the only times we're ahead of Austria on the medal tally, and uh, there was a really nice touch from uh, Tess Cody when she won the bronze. She did, mate, in the uh, in the snowboard slope style, and uh, it was, it was Fantastic from her. Uh, only behind the New Zealand girl, I think it was Zoe Zawardski Sanot, who uh, the 20 year old from New Zealand, and uh, she said those famous three words, Tim, when she won. You know what they were? WTF. Yeah. What the? <laughs> what, what the F, mate? And uh, yeah, it was, it was great to see the emotion. She couldn't believe that she won gold, but uh, it just goes to show what, what, what a gold medal can do and, and what it means to someone. But uh, I'm sure her family were surprised by her words, but very, very pleased by her efforts. Uh, and I know that a lot of people are critical of, of the government in China, but the, anyone that's been to China would tell you the people are absolutely wonderful. And look, mm. they've put together a great 
great games. You look at all the facilities, as you would expect, like the, the Beijing Summer Games some years back, just look spectacular. It does, mate. And uh, to me, it wasn't only, it was only a few months ago, a month or so ago, we are talking about there was no snow there. So um, they've done a good job to, to man-make a lot of the snow because it looks fantastic on television. Yeah, absolutely. More golf for Australia, hopefully. Now, Justin Langer, you predicted this last week. He wasn't even allowed to yep. talk in meetings over the summer. It makes common sense. I know some people have been critical, and we're going to get on to a couple of those individuals, critical of Pat Cummins and others, but Pat Cummins is the Australian cricket captain. He obviously wants to map this future his way because he's the one whose head's on the block. It was time for Justin Langer, wasn't it? I think it was, and uh, look, Justin Langer has done a fantastic job. He was offered a six-month extension, and that's Creed Australia sitting on the fence there. Come on, make a decision here. Um, we said last week that Justin would go, and we predicted that, and we were correct. Um, due to the fact that the players weren't you know, sort of getting on with him. He tried to change his style prior to the T20 World Cup, but there were still a lot of awkward moments within the change room. Yes, we got the chocolates, but um, I think Justin Langer should walk away. And here's another prediction, Tim. He'll go on and coach England now. You watch that. That, that will happen for sure. Yeah, that'll be interesting because yeah. uh, he came in at a Churchill moment, didn't he? Basically, yep. there was drama and he came in as a strong leader. But in peacetime, you don't really need those types of leaders. You need like a McDonald or a Bayless mm. or someone that uh, the English cricket team well and truly have some challenges. So he may just do the trick. I thought Mitchell Johnson, who I like very much, was a bit tough on Pat Cummins. He was very tough on him, wasn't he? And uh, those Western Australians stick together. Um, yeah, coming out and said that uh, he failed his first big test as captain, calling him gutless. And I think that was a bit harsh on Pat Cummins. I think he, he's probably shown that he's very, very green as a captain. Um, and this was the big thing for him. He was sort of stuck between a leader and, and the politics of the game, which he'll, he'll work out in due course. Um, but you could see... Uh, he was choosing his words carefully in press conferences prior to the announcement happening. But, um, yeah, he should have been held uh, and, and been sort of – they should have held his hand, Career Australia, and right through this process. And Nick Hockley, um, he's the one I'd be laying the blame square on, that's for sure. It was a very, very slow process from Career Australia. You know what – and look, I don't agree with Mitchell Johnson. No. I actually think Pat Cummins has handled it well because you can't get out there and start slashing and slamming and, and saying too much when you know what's going on. Sometimes these processes have to happen in a bit more of a private setting. And look, there's no easy way to get rid of someone. I do agree with you on the way Cricket Australia handled mm. it. I think that they, they've handled it uh, similar to the way that Tennis Australia handled the Djokovic case. Not very well. Um, so, anyway, we know that uh, Justin Langer, congratulations on the job he's done. But it, uh, it's time to move on. And that's what's happening for everybody. Even apologised, didn't he, for the, for the intensity that he brought mm. at times when it, it wasn't needed. Now, the, the Women's Ashes Australia claims an historic victory over... A pretty poor English team again. Yeah, the girls go from strength to strength. It was really, really good to see Elise Perry uh, coming back to some form. Uh, she took me out of the match. She took three for 12. I don't think she's taken a wicket in one-day cricket since about 2019. So three for 12 was a great effort from her. She also chipped in with 40 runs off 64 balls. And Australia winning now. That that They retained the Ashes with the last game, but that win secured their first ever multi-series win on Australian soil in, in an Ashes series. So congratulations to the, to the girls. Yeah, well done to Elise Perry. And uh, look, mm. a really nice mix. As poor as the English were, really nice mix of... Um, you know, experience and youth in that cricket team and I think they'll be very good over the next couple of years, the Australian side. Stay with us because we're going to talk tennis, NRL and a lot more soon.
Tanasi Kokonakis, he returns to the Australian Davis Cup squad. Now, Nick Kyrgios, uh, this is not going to surprise anyone, he's not available and there's no great reason as to why he's not going to play in this <laughs> Davis Cup, but that's typical of this unpredictable roller coaster of a career that he is in the middle of. But Kokonakis, well, he showed in that doubles where they won the Australian Open title just how good he can be. Mate, and he deserves this. He hasn't played in the Davis Cup teams for six years. Uh, and he comes back, and as you said, uh, his bromance partner, Nick Kyrgios, won't, won't be available. But uh, you have some very, very good players available in that Davis Cup team. Alex Dimino will be playing, Alexia Popperin, uh, John Peer, and Luke Saville, a, a, a double specialist, so they'll play well. That's a really good-looking Davis Cup squad, um, and fingers crossed we can uh, we can play well and, and really start to build something off the back of a really, really good Australian Open by the Australians. Uh, looking at Rugby League and the Canterbury Bulldogs, their team is shaping up uh, so much better than it has over the past few years. Of course, Phil Gould's in there as a general manager mm. of football. Uh, Trent Barrett has, has the team he wants now. One of those players, Brent Naden, now we saw this pretty publicly with his drama around the cocaine. He was at Penrith. He's now at the Bulldogs. Uh, he's been named in the Indigenous All-Star side. I hope for his sake that he can turn the corner because he's a very talented rugby league player um, at the Bulldogs. Yeah, so the one year on from the cocaine saga. Um, was it correct, Tim, that he took, he took the cocaine before the actual grand final? Is that what happened? Yeah, it was pretty close. It was a um, yeah. It was a really odd kind of story, to be honest with you. But um, uh, there were some issues swirling for him. And, um, yeah, named in this Indigenous All-Star side, I think it's a, it's a real step uh, beyond that. Well, hopefully, yeah, Tim, that, that he, hopefully he can turn things around. And, um, look, the guy's got plenty of talent, so he's made a mistake. So hopefully he can, yeah, not only turn his football career around, but his life around as well. Oh, he's got speed to burn. If he can score some tries on the back of a, a Canterbury backline, yep. they'll be they'll be very happy. Now, talk about turning things around. Latrell Mitchell's brother, I wish I could do this. He shed 25 kilos <laughs> in a bid to make his NRL debut. Well, I'm not talking about making my NRL debut, but I'm talking about shedding a few kilos. <laughs> we never know, Tim, but uh, his brother Shaq, uh, he, as you said, shed 25 kilos. He was 167 pegs. Um, a big boy, but has been training, obviously, with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, and he could line up next to his brother in a game and potentially make his NRL debut this year. But uh, they're saying he's got great hands, just like his brother has, um, a, a good ball playing forward. So um, he's doing everything right. He's getting fit. And let's hopefully he can get a chance in the, uh, in the big league. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the world game, Tony Popovich, uh, they're calling it a, a popolution, uh, like a revolution, uh, has <laughs> a lot of faith in the Melbourne victory. He did something very similar with the Western Sydney Wanderers, and uh, that was a fantastic result, the FFA Cup. Mate, I've known Tony Popovich uh, since he was a player, and he's been a fantastic coach. Uh, he always was focused on on coaching after he finished his playing career. This guy should be our national coach, no doubt. And um, he's doing a really, really good job with Melbourne Victory. And he said there's no reason why they can't keep going and playing and performing well. And, um, yeah, he instills a lot of confidence in his team and his players. And uh, I think he's got a huge coaching future, Tony Popovich. Yeah, well, um, there's a huge question mark on Graham Arnold, isn't there, at the moment? Because, uh, look, they're staring down the barrel, the, the Socceroos, of having to go and try and qualify for the World Cup through that very difficult South American passage after, uh, you know, they've got mm. two games. If they win those, um, it, it will see them through, but they're two very difficult games. So we'll watch this space with interest. He may well be the man that takes over uh, the national team. Now, what about heavyweight boxing champ Alexander Usyk and his very interesting career change? Hasn't got off to a great start. 
<laughs> no, he's uh, he should stick to the boxing ring and keep his gloves on because he had a game of a second division soccer in the Ukraine. Uh, they brought him on towards the end of the match as a sub. He was delivered across right to his left foot and it was a dead set big air swing. <laughs> he missed it, almost tripped over him. But uh, he obviously likes his football and uh, is loved in that part of the world. But uh, yes, I think boxing's more his go, mate. Definitely. And, and the great white shark, he's circling, he's circling Australian oh. golf. I would love it if Greg Norman got really invested again in Australian golf and really ignited, because we've got so many great players who are doing brilliant things across the world, not only in the United States, but in Japan and other places. It'd be nice if we could get what happens here uh, back into shape. Obviously, COVID hasn't helped, but uh, a bit of Greg Norman's influence and money would be awesome. Well, he's doing a $300 uh, million sort of uh, alternative um, uh, tour, uh, and it starts in Saudi Arabia, but it's going to Thailand, England, Korea, Vietnam, I think the Middle East, China, Singapore, and Hong Kong, to name a few. Um, Australia hasn't sanctioned, um, the PJ hasn't sanctioned it here for him to play it, but... Uh, yeah, he's obviously got some big, big influential people behind him, Greg Norman, and some serious cash as well. Yeah, and a lot of people want him to do it here um, mm. because of those exact reasons that I mentioned, but we'll have to watch this space with interest. Yep. Uh, now, Conor McGregor's coach, this is an interesting analogy. He's likened Israel Adesanya to his own Irish megastar. That's a lofty analogy ahead of this big one. Yeah, well, he's obviously looking for a um, someone to take take the boots and, and, and the reins of, of Conor McGregor, uh, but... Yes, but to, to, to come up against or even to be compared to someone like Conor McGregor in that space, um, this kid must have some talent. So uh, we'll have to watch it and see how he performs, mate. Yeah, absolutely. All right, buddy. Now, as we wind the clock back today and get a little nostalgic, it's a, a story that I loved some time back when you told me about Phil Alley's bananas. But <laughs> Phil Alley wasn't just a banana eater, was he? No, he wasn't, mate. He was um, – it just reminds me that sort of this time of year was sort of coming from one season to another, uh, in pre-season in particular – Phil Ali decided this year that uh, him and I were going to get super fit and we would kick off our training on this particular Monday morning. Um, I assumed that he would show up at my house at, say, 5.30am. Well, at 2.30am, there was a knock on the door from the big six foot ten fast bowler, <laughs> to which I just opened the door, said to, uh, said to him, it's 2.30 in the morning, mate, come back at 5.30 and shut the door. But then he decided that he had to have his own massage bench, and uh, being six foot ten, um, Phil had this, this bench handmade and delivered to the changer at Mossman Oval prior to the, the Saturday match. And as we walked in for the first match, the whole change room was taken up by this ridiculous large <laughs> massage bench, <laughs> and none of us could even get our cricket gear or even get into the change room to, uh, to change. But uh, we finally had to get a sledgehammer and, and break down his massage bench and get rid of it because, uh, yeah, otherwise we couldn't have played trigger there. But, uh, yeah, Phil Alley, he always went a little bit further than anyone else, um, but was a very, very good fast bowler. Oh, I reckon there's a reality show in this. Ladies and gentlemen, Big Phil. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors, Shano. Yeah, fantastic sponsors in Maine Haircare. It's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh, we're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sports. See you then, guys. Take care.